Mm-hmm. So you've talked a lot about the cat noise. Mm-hmm. You haven't mentioned. Uh, <laughs> yes, so which bad. to me was way worse than the cat noise. Because the cat noise was always the kid. Yeah. He opens his mouth. The cat noise is there. Sometimes you just uh-huh. think like maybe there's a cat in the room. The uh, always was like it's a so four. Binding. <laughs> foreboding. Yes. Like, oh God, shit's about to mm-hmm. go down. You're listening to Atlas Now Streaming, the podcast where we review your favorite movies, television shows, and documentaries available on streaming platforms. Atlas Now Streaming is produced by Atlas Medstaff with your host, Jamie Zarlingo. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Atlas Now Streaming. My name is Jamie. I'm your host of this podcast. It is October, so we're going to be continuing to do some horror movies, some of our favorites. This episode is going to be a little different because it's not just one movie. It's a collection of movies. We are talking about Japanese slash Asian horror films and some of the American remakes that um, we have all come to know and love. I have Rich Smith and Joel Kozacek here with me today. Thanks for joining me, guys. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks. So when I reached out to everybody on what your favorite horror movie was, um, Rich was the first one to say Japanese horror really stuck with you over the years. Mm, Yes. And if you guys are familiar with this, I guess, sub-genre of horror, I guess, they are terrifying. There's just something about, like, the Japanese just know how to scare people. <laughs> and we were talking about this in Cabin in the Woods. I don't know if you guys have seen Cabin in the Woods. So Yeah. Oh, yeah. Love Cabin in the Woods. Yes. So I think that's kind of, like, the point that they're making because that movie is very self-aware. And it's talking about how, like, Americans are usually always, like, able to, like, pull off this, like, sacrifice. Basically, the whole movie is like a, like a... Oh gosh, what's the word I'm thinking of? Like a metaphor for like horror films and like the gods are us watching the movie. And uh, Americans can usually pull it off, but the Japanese are always number one. And I think that was a very obvious, hmm. like, I guess, wave to Japanese and their ability to make some pretty good horror films. So that's kind of funny. The thing that always got me with, with, with Japanese or Asian horror is they know how to use silence and anticipation yes. yes and that in and of itself can be super scary right i think one of the most beautiful things that j horror japanese horror does is they do the slow burn yes every mm-hmm. movie is the slow like mm-hmm. they might give you a little something early mm-hmm. but there's so much build and so much tension by the time you get to what it is you're just like oh my god do it already right <laughs> please right exactly um, so we're going to be talking about a couple, I would say, iconic films first. Um, we're just going to very briefly go over the plot. And um, a little bit later in the podcast, we're going to talk about kind of the differences that we've seen in some of these films and um, just our personal favorites. So I'll start because um, this is kind of what got me into this genre. Um, we all know the film The Ring, which came out in 2002 and I hate to age you guys. This came out when I was in fifth grade. And 
Um, I remember my mom talking about this because I had already had an interest in like scary movies and my mom was like, hey, this movie's out in theaters. Let's go see it. Scared the shit out of me. And I remember the very ending of the movie and spoilers ahead. You're going to have some plots ruined if you listen to this. Spoilers from 17 years ago. (laughs) I mean, come on. Yeah. I mean, you should probably know what happens in this movie by now. But at the very end of the film, I remember in the theater this like, you know, like teenage boy is just like, what the fuck was that? Just like <laughs> in like the dead silence of the movie at the very end. I'll never forget that. But this movie gave me nightmares for years after, well, not years, maybe like months after I saw it. And so uh, let's just kind of go over the basic plot. I would say it's kind of a dated plot. It's about a videotape. Do you guys know what a videotape is? Oh, I love, <laughs> to be specific, a VHS tape. A VHS. Yes. So I'm... Um, I'm going to go off of the American version. The Japanese version, which is actually based on a novel, came out in the late 90s, um, are almost identical in plot, slightly different, but almost identical. So in the American version, it starts off with these two, you know, schoolgirls in their room on a Friday, Saturday night hanging out. And um, one of the girls starts talking about this, you know, this urban legend of this tape that kills you when you watch it. And she, you know, is very specific about, you know, what happens, you know, you watch the film and then after you get a phone call and it says you will die in seven days. And the other girl is just terrified. Like I've watched that video and the other girl's like, no, you're just trying to scare me. Come on. Like, don't mess with me. And you kind of think she is messing with her. Like they're kind of joking around and it's, uh, you know, like, oh, okay, we're all fine. But then the phone does ring and they're both really scared and they go down to answer the phone. Again, another dated thing about this film is there's a phone that is plugged into the wall, yeah. <laughs> not a cell phone. They have landlines. A Centrally landline located phone. in the kitchen. Yes. Like yes. Every phone was. Uh-huh. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so they go down and answer it and it's, it's actually the same in both of the movies mm. it's the girl's mom and it's like oh okay mm. all right it's all fine the friend goes upstairs and uh the the main girl who said she watched the tape is still in the kitchen and she just has a feeling that she's not alone and then the tv turns on it's like that static noise that's mm. kind of come to be known in the horror movie world of ghosts or something's going on she goes to um turn off the tv and then it turns back on again and then she just unplugs the TV. And then this scene's actually really cool. She sees like a ripple behind her in the reflection of the TV. And uh, she's all alone and it's quiet. She goes walking up the stairs and there's like water leaking out from under her door. She can hear something like the TV's playing in her room. And she keeps saying, Becca, quit it. Like, stop messing with me. And then she opens the door to her room. The TV's on. And that's really all we see at first. Cut to... Um, Oh, God, what is her name, the actress's name, in the American version? In the American one, it's um, the Australian actress. Naomi Watts. Uh, Naomi Watts. Yes, Naomi Watts is a reporter, mm-hmm. and um, this girl, her name's Katie, happens to be her niece. And she and her son, who is way wise beyond his years, he's very, he calls her Rachel. It's very weird. <laughs> He's just a very yeah. weird kid. I always thought he was kind of a fun, eccentric kid. He, sure, eccentric. That's a good there word. We go. um, he knows how to tie his own tie. Oh, yeah. yes, he does for age. how old he yeah. is. And so, so he's young Sheldon, yeah, it's true. effectively. Yeah. So they go to um, the funeral, which is just at the house. And um, nobody knows how this girl died. Um, the, this scene that still 
gives me chills to think about when her sister, the mom, is like, can you find out what happened to her? Nobody knows what happened to her. Her heart just stopped. We, there's no explanation. I saw her face and it cuts to the scene of the mom opening the closet door and her eyes are like, I can't even explain it. Like what happens to these people? It, yeah. it almost feels like it's like that Apple smudge tool. You know what I mean? Like somebody just smudged the face just enough because yeah. Yeah. it seems like the nose is almost missing and their face is just kind of, it almost looks like the, the, the screamer. Remember the, yeah. the, the, yeah. the painting? It's, uh-huh. it's almost like that yeah. with no emotion, just mm-hmm. sheer terror. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's the big scary scene in the beginning. Hmm. And so uh, Rachel goes on to find out, you know, what happened. She finds out from um, Adrian Brody, who has a little cameo in this movie. She's talking and smoking cigarette with these girls outside talking about it. And he's like, it's it's about the tape. And he's like talking about, you know, this this killer tape and she finds out that um there were other people that she was with that night who all died the exact same time the exact same day so she's on a quest to find out what happened she talks to the girl who was there her friend who we never know if she was like in the room when it happened but she saw something and was so scared she's in a mental institution and she isn't really saying anything, but she somehow just like knows that, you know, something's going on. But before she talks to her, she finds out that they went to this cabin. She goes to the cabin and, um, sees this tape on like the, again, all the cabins have VHS players and, uh, there's just a bunch of videotapes people can rent. And there's one that doesn't have anything on it, no label. So she's like, Oh, I'll just rent that one. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, I've seen 101 Dalmatians already, so I'm going to watch the one without a label. So, What about Bob? Just like the middle of the afternoon, she's like, I'm just going to go take a nap and rent out this cabin and goes to watch this video. And it's very disturbing. To, to this day, you know, 17, however many years later, is still one of the creepiest things I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And if you've seen the Japanese version, it's way shorter, and it's not nearly as creepy. The American mm. version is way creepier, and it has all these, like, like people's nails being ripped off and, like, a bunch of, like, I'm assuming foreshadowing scenes of things that happen later or things that have happened in the past. It's very weird. Rachel's obviously freaked out, and the phone does ring, and she hears a voice that says, Seven days. And thus begins the quest of finding out the meaning of the tape. And she, um, this man, uh, Noah, who, I don't know if they were ever married. They had the, they had their kid together, Aiden and Hayden, Aiden, whatever his name is, Aiden, Aiden. And, uh, she asked him for help. I think he works in the video industry. And so like, he has some like equipment that they can kind of maybe find out more about the tape, where it came from. And, um, fast forward a bit, they end up going to, um, this like island where, they find out more information about the woman in the video and it's been a while since I've seen the original, but basically just through a lot of detective work, she finds out that there are these people called the Morgans and they tried forever to have this daughter. And we never really find out until the sequel, but the sequel's terrible. We won't talk about it. Um, oh, we'll talk about oh, it. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, we're going to talk okay. about it. But in the sequel, we find out a little bit more about this, but um, they, have a daughter named Samara and she has these abilities to basically imprint images in people's minds. And they're very, very disturbing. She's just a very messed up girl. They institutionalize her. They try to find out more about like, you know, why she is the way she is. And then you find out that Samara's mom just kills her because 
just this demon child don't so, want to deal yeah. with her anymore <laughs> to stop it yeah. and um basically like smothers her and sends her down a well and since then her spirit has lived on and um is sending the message of what happened to her through this videotape and kills anyone who watches it and when rachel kind of starts to find out about all of this there's a scene where she talks with samara's father and she thinks that her father did it it's like she she like feels sympathy for samara a little bit but she obviously shouldn't because she's mm. a demon basically yeah. and samara's father kills himself which that scene's really fucked up um at the house and he talks about like oh she never sleeps it's just gonna keep going on and on and then they go back to the house and they try to like like remove exhume her body from the well i guess yeah that was which was a weird scene very very weird and she has these like flashbacks where she finds out you know what happens to her i didn't really explain throughout the entire week rachel is also experiencing hallucinations and she's having these nightmares basically samara is starting to affect her and like come to her in her dreams and in real life too and uh they take the body out of the well and they think, oh, everything's fine. You know, we, you know, the curse has been lifted, but it hasn't. No. It's just going to keep going. And so there's this awesome scene where Noah, after they think everything's safe, um, well, actually, Rachel's like in bed with her son and she's like, oh, yeah. Oh, he watched the tape too because mm-hmm. he was just bored yeah. one night, couldn't mm-hmm. sleep, couldn't finds sleep. finds the video and she's freaking out about it. But she thinks, oh, he's safe. It's fine. You know, we, you know, the curse has been lifted. Samara's been set free, if sure. you will. But he's like, why did you do that? And he just knows everything. Like, yeah. she talks to him. Like, it's weird. But uh, he's like, don't you understand, Rachel? She never sleeps. And then it cuts <laughs> to Noah, like, in his studio or whatever. And the TV turns on. And it's been seven days since he's watched the video. And uh, Samara comes through the TV and just by looking at him, kills him. Yes. Rachel thinks that she can reach him in time. She can't. She gets to the studio, lets out this horrific scream when she sees what happens, and then realizes, like, what, you know, she goes back home, like, what did I do? Like, why am I alive? Because it's been past seven days for her. She's alive. What did she do differently? She made a copy of the tape. So the whole thing is, is once you see it, the only way to survive the curse is to pass on the message, make a copy, and show somebody else. So she makes Aiden make a copy of it. And the last line in the movie is really, really creepy. He's like, what happens to the person we show it to? And then that's it. Mm. And that's the end of the movie. The Japanese version is almost the exact same. I would say the main difference is kind of like just Samara or I forget what the the Japanese ghost's Mm -hmm. name is. Um, Just kind of her origin is a little bit different, but it's... Like there's this like flashback scene where like her mom is doing some sort of like presentation or something like she has these like abilities like mind reading abilities or something and then Samara kills somebody and so it's pretty much the same but just a little bit different as far as like the backstory Um, but I'll talk a little bit more about the differences that I saw in the two as far as just like the scare tactics and just like the disturbing levels of both, but we'll get into that in a little bit, but that's the ring. 
Um, it's been parodied many times, I think most notably in Scary Movie 3. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I can't yeah. really watch that movie anymore without thinking about that. And, like, Pamela Anderson like, <laughs> getting killed. <laughs> like, it, And I think, who's it, Jenny McCarthy's in it, too? Yes. Right. Yeah, it's pretty It's pretty ridiculous. But, but that's The Ring. So, uh, who wants to go next? Uh, you, you know, oh, we're not letting this go just yet. Oh, because, okay. Because okay. The Ring 2 was such a travesty. It's so bad. It was so bad. But then, like we, you and I talked about this morning, um, there was a little... A short story mm-hmm. that was kind of packaged. I, it was it was only on DVD. It was packaged with the Ring Two, I believe, but it was kind of a an additional story about whoever gets the tape later. And this little cult, like these weird cult forms called rings, and so there's different like sects of the of rings where they watch the videotape and then they try to stay alive. Hmm. I mean, clearly they all die. They yeah. don't understand that you just have to make a, you know, or whatever. In, in, unless they make a copy of it and give it to a friend. There's another little sect that's f- formed or whatever. Totally should have been the the, the sequel. Yeah. The sequel shouldn't have been the sequel. The sequel was, it, it's so bad that it's fun. Like, <laughs> yeah. there's parts of it where we're just like, they actually spent a lot of money I know. Yes. to do this. We were talking yeah. about like Sissy Spacek is in it and yeah. she's amazing. Yeah. You know, Carrie, come on. And they yeah. wasted her talent on just like, mm-hmm. I think she's supposed to be like Samara's actual mom. And yeah. it it's pretty sad. And I just have to say it again. Like in the sequel, Samara like, like goes into Aiden's body and is like, hosting using him as a host and he's like really creepy and his hair is all of a sudden like combed and he's like all like pale and creepy Mm. and and (laughs) the scene where she's like crawling out of the well like mommy i'm not your fucking mommy (laughs) is there a japanese sequel or they just did one and done i believe that there is a series in in the japanese version Mm -hmm. so i've only seen the original of the japanese so i don't know Mm. but i'm pretty sure I know that there's more, and we'll talk about it more. There's more grudges than just the one. There was there was four. Oh, wow. Are you serious? There was four. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I've uh, seen the first two with the same, the same style or whatever. Yes. Yeah. I, if you have a chance, if you could ever find it, it's and I'm sure you could probably find it on YouTube or whatever. Oh yeah, oh. Ringu is on YouTube, by the way. Is it? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. So look up Rings. It's just called Rings, and it's only twenty to thirty minutes long. Nice. It was it was pretty great, and it's almost like documentary style, like um, Blair Witch kind of style. Is that a lot of shaky cam? Uh, not shaky cam Good. like Blair Witch, no, but more just kind of kind of like documentary style again. Just like seems more real. All right, so you want to talk about who wants to go next? Do you want to talk I, about the grudge? We should save audition for last. Okay. Oh gosh, I'm good okay. with that. <laughs> I right. almost think I have to watch audition now after we talk about it, but oh, we'll, we'll see. I don't know. You do. I don't know. The preview kind of freaked me out itself. So, and in previews, that that's a good segue into talking about the grudge because I outside of the ring, I didn't necessarily have a connection to Asian horror, Japanese horror at all until until the grudge, and then I made that kind of connection or whatever. So, um, and. That was kind of the first time, like, The Ring kind of scared me, but nothing, nothing like uh, you know, any other kind of horror film or whatever. But I remember, I vividly remember, um, I, was, I was living in, a, in an apartment uh, down in Bellevue. So this, when this came out. Was this, this was, The Haunted? It, the Haunted Apartment, yeah. yes. Ooh. Yes, it was. Yeah, it was. So what was it, 2004-ish? I don't yes. believe that's, okay, so 2004, um, living by myself. Kids uh, weren't there. 
and middle of the day on Sunday, and I, I'm sitting on the floor watching NFL football, curtains open, bright sunlight, you know, whatever, just I'm sitting sorting cards, it's not, you know, or whatever, and the, the commercial comes on no. for the grudge, yeah, Ooh. where the little boy goes, goes meow, right, you're <laughs> I was terrified, like <laughs> paralyzed, fear, terrified. Of the preview? Yes. <laughs> to the point where it would come on the TV and I had to turn it. <laughs> yeah. That little boy scared me so badly that I, I just, and so then of course I had to go watch it. Yeah. I had to see. So the, the basic premise of The Grudge is, if this isn't a film that you've seen, you probably should because oh, it, it's a good one. It is so good. It, it's different. It's different than kind of our horror in the, in the fact that like it isn't a person necessarily that comes back. It's it's the the curse comes from the person that died so violently yeah. that that act actually creates the monster demon whatever right. so to speak. Right now it, it 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 shows up in the body of the person that died or whatever, but that because of the curse that the grudge is the curse. It it manifest itself in that way and i think that that part scared me too once you realize and i didn't going back and if i had just seen the japanese version first i may not have understood that as much because you don't get the context i would totally agree with you though without seeing the american version first mm -hmm. i don't think you would quite get the japanese mm -mm. version because oh, there's yeah. not a lot of um of that exposition for like i was saying earlier like when they show the address cards and whatnot right. it doesn't say who it is or like what mm. timeline you're on necessarily. Right. Okay. Or why. Here's what I thought was super interesting before we get too much into the plot or whatever. This film was made for less than $10 million. It grossed worldwide $187 million. Wow. wow. It was and it and then when it came to video to Yeah, that would have been video. DVD. The Japanese or the American was American version. American version. Okay. Yes. Um and, and they there was an asterisk by it because the Japanese version has been bootlegged so many times they don't even count it anymore. <sighs> so it's just that's just how it is, or whatever. So well, and the beauty of the Japanese one, it had to be pennies on the dollar for that. It's oh yeah, the same location. Yes, for ninety-two percent of the shots. Yes, and the Japanese one was Juon is what it was called J U dash O N mm -hmm. is, and there was Juon one through four. Uh, which I believe Juan means the grudge, yeah. I, I assume, or curse, curse or, or, or whatever that is. Uh, anyway, it, it, it yeah, they use the same one, and there's a lot of like upward camera angles, which I thought was super interesting as I was watching it. Like you're almost looking at it from a child's point of view or, or whatever. It's that kind of upward camera angle, and then you can you can definitely tell when they switch when it comes more down or more at, at like yeah. an eye level one, where the grudge, the American version, did not have that at all. Um, but yeah, it made 187 million, so over 200 million total. Would you add in DVD VHS sales nice. for 10 million bucks? That's crazy. And it yeah. starred Sarah Michelle Gellar. Yeah, at a time when she was somewhat popular. Yeah, yeah. Buffy the Vampire Slayer was already doing her thing. Uh -huh. um, uh, I know what you did last summer. I think mm -hmm. was already before that as well. Oh mm -hmm. yeah, like 99. I think yeah. is when yeah. it came out. Uh, and there was another guy too. And I, gosh, I I can't remember his name. The other guy in the movie. Hold yeah. on, I'm on yeah. it. Yeah. Look that guy because he'd been in a lot of stuff too. So. Rough story, um, housewife in suburban Tokyo. I, another scary part of this, it doesn't happen like in the woods. It doesn't happen at a mm -hmm. you know abandoned farmhouse. It happens in the middle of downtown Tokyo where there's a bajillion people. 
And I, I think that in and of itself that Jason Bear? No. You wouldn't know him. Um Bill Pullman? Bill Pullman. Yeah, okay. Bill Pullman was in this, yeah. Yep. And he, he, was. he was kind of the he ends up dying, right? Doesn't he? Yeah. Spoiler he kills himself. Alert. Yeah. yeah we, we already said spoilers. Yeah. You should know yeah, yeah. by now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, suburban housewife Tokyo um, is, is falls in love with her college professor. Uh, she starts writing diaries about how she loves him so much and whatever. Uh, her husband finds it, thinks that they're having an affair. They're not, actually. She just is... Fantasizing. She's just fantasizing mm-hmm. about him and stuff. And, and, and stuff. So, in a fit of rage, he kills her, he kills the child, and he kills the family cat so I, and I think at first I thought okay that was kind of goofy that he killed the cat but then the weird boy merging with the cat and the making the cat sounds and all of that that's the part that freaked me out the yeah. most I think so uh, fast forward uh, an American family which I don't know if I ever understood why the American family moved to Tokyo I don't know I don't even know if it really matters move into that house and uh, and so the the wife who or the yeah the wife uh, which is uh, Sarah Michelle Geller. Wasn't there another family there though before? Was there one in between? And they were like taking care of an older woman. That's right. There was. Yep. yep. And that's where the old lady came from. That was mm-hmm. you see later. In it. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're right. There's a kind of in between. So it gives you some context to what the curse, what the grudge what it's is doing to people. Yes. And then then the American family moves in. Um. So yeah. So uh, Sarah Michelle Geller moves in. Oh with, no, she she goes there to take care of that woman, right? Is that why they? Was it like her husband's grandma or mom? It has been a while. I mean, it, it's we we should have we should have debriefed. We should have. Yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty sure she goes there to take care of the older mm-hmm. woman. Sarah Michelle Sarah Michelle Geller's character mm-hmm. does, and that's when she starts seeing all the shit. Yeah. Well, and the mom sees it too. The, the yeah. old lady sees it right first, and the old lady freaks out, and you know, or whatever. Right. Which is which is scary in and of itself. It's con- it's like the conversations that we've had maybe about children seeing things that mm-hmm. we wouldn't necessarily see like the the old lady sees it first mm-hmm. and then yeah uh, um as as oh gosh as time goes on um uh, the Sarah Michelle Gellar kind of figures out with the help of Bill Pullman you know what's happening in the house how this how those people died they're you know investigating the whole thing um she, her husband and I didn't write down his name ends up in the end trying to burn the house down. Yeah. And she she lives. She lives, he dies. Yeah. So uh what's the girl's name? Kayoko does the thing where she the scary Japanese like jerky movement right. coming down the stairs, right? And uh and and kills the husband, scares him to death, right? Similar to the whole ring mm-hmm. right to where he just, he just I think she like touches them and it kills him or something, right? He she got on top of him. I remember he, she was on top of him, like it's looking. Like suck r- out the soul or something. Yes. Yeah. So, but know. yeah, she Sarah Michelle Gellar gets away, and uh, and then another horrible, horrible, horrible mm, sequel. Yeah, <laughs> unfortunately. But then, yeah, somebody else moves into the house, and yeah, and, yeah, the house miraculously survives. The oh, burning. of course, yeah, of course, it, it's it's still haunted by by her. So, yeah. Some of the most terrifying scenes in that movie. Oh my god. Like in the closet and like the body bag falling out and like the, wasn't the woman who played it in the American version like an actual contortionist? Yes. And yeah. she actually mm-hmm. did all of those moves. She like could do Going that. down she the can, stairs. Like, do the and, thing. Mm-hmm. Oh God. When she first moves, when Sarah Michelle Gellar, when I believe her name was Jennifer in the movie, 
is going through the house and finds the room and finds the diary, like pulls all the paper off, off the tape off the, uh, yeah. the oh. closet oh. door oh. and then climbs up and looks and sees the little boy in the attic, whatever yeah. that crawl space or whatever mm-hmm. that is. And he meows at her and yeah. This, the hospital scene is still oh, one yeah. of the scariest scenes I have ever seen in a movie where it's just like you see this like black mm. like figure moving towards the camera and then it mm-hmm. covers up the camera and then those eyes. Mm-hmm. I just got chills talking yes. about it. Like it's so creepy. Well, and, and you know there's no escape. Like no matter what she does, she's not getting away. Yeah. And like she goes and she gets in bed and she lifts up the covers and there she is, rawr. And yep. then, yeah. It's just, it's never ending. Much yeah. like an actual grudge. Mm-hmm. So you've talked a lot about the cat noise. Mm-hmm. You haven't mentioned. Uh, <laughs> yes. So which bad. to me was way worse than the cat noise. Because the cat noise was always the kid. Yeah. He opens his mouth. The cat noise is there. Sometimes you just uh-huh. think like maybe there's a cat in the room. The... Uh, Always was like it's a so for like, foreboding, yes. like oh god, shit's about to go mm-hmm. down. And isn't that like just like the sound that she made like after? Because she was strangled, she yeah. strangled her, to suffocated, death. right? Yeah. So like that, and that was, was like the sound the that noise. she made. Oh god, mm-hmm. so bad. Mm-hmm. No, don't do it. Don't mm-hmm. do it. Oh. Yes. Oh, that's a yeah. good one too. So good. <sighs> Are yeah. you Jolie ready to talk mm-hmm. about audition? Oh. Am I? <laughs> <laughs> and this one has not actually been remade in America, and I don't think it would ever be done justice if nope. it were. No. And I think one of the biggest reasons it can't be, especially in America, is because this is like the slowest of burns. This is that long wick movie that you're just like, get to it already. <laughs> so the story of Audition is about a man who has a child that I believe at the time is about five years old. And at the beginning of the movie, his wife is on her deathbed. So the boy is walking through the hospital to go see his mom, who's in, you know, like in her bed. The husband's at her side. He's walking as like a a present he's going to show her. And before he can get to the room, we know that the mother has passed. And the husband's there. He's sad. Cuts to years later. The boy's a bit more grown. He's like a 14, 15-year-old teenager. They're out fishing, doing their thing. And the boy keeps joking and kind of prodding the father about, you really need to get back out there. You really need to find a a new wife. Mm -hmm. Uh, Which in Japanese culture, it's, you know, being married is kind of a big deal. So he keeps on him about it. The man jokes with his friend while they're at a bar, just like, I don't even know how to get back out there. And his friend is a movie producer. So he says... Well, let's hold an audition, and instead of taking the person we think would be right for the film, you take somebody that gets cut in the second round of interviews. Because they're never good enough for the film, (laughs) but those are better people. So they go through, he picks out through this huge stack of things, 30 people that he's going to be auditioning to see who should be his next wife. And he goes through, some of them are crazy. Some of them think that it's like a porn audition yeah. type deal. Some of them are like very actory and some of them have no acting experience. So there's just this huge, like a wide array of different people that are coming to this casting audition. Wait, wait, they don't understand what they're auditioning for? They have, yeah, no clue. Oh, okay. They just think it's a movie. Oh, okay. Uh, so he and his friends are sitting there uh, just, you know, chain smoking like you did in 1999. Uh, and then finally this one woman comes in who immediately like gives him that memory of his wife and is instantly like smitten with her. 
And his line of questioning leads to find out, like, she used to do ballet and he's big into art. He thinks that that means that you're like a a creative, but yet you're disciplined. Uh, So he's really into that. And every answer she gave, she's a very timid, like proper Mm -hmm. Japanese woman. Mm -hmm. And every answer she gives just makes him fall more in love with her without even knowing what's going on. So they go out on dates. They're getting along. Everything's cool until he starts to find out that some of the things that she had brought up about her past may not necessarily be true. Uh, For instance, she worked at a record company and the guy that she worked under has been missing for about a year. And then she says, well, I never actually worked for him. I worked under somebody else under there. Like, all right, well, that's weird. Wait, how do they transition from like I'm auditioning for a movie to let's go on some dates? So, and that was kind of the thing. He just kind of pulled her aside and was like, you know, hey, unfortunately, you didn't get this. And so it it is a bit of a back and forth as far as, you know, hey, you didn't get it. I thought you were great though. Would you like to get dinner at some point? Uh, And she's super into it. So he lied too. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. This was his con. It, but yeah, this was his con. You huh. forget to mention the scene in the beginning that kind of makes you think that something's not right with this woman. Her apartment has yeah, nothing yeah. in it except for a giant burlap bag that is moving. That yeah, it's still until right before they cut, and then there's like a little rustle in the bag. And but that's like, all you know. Interesting. What? And so he says, you know, I'll call you. And it takes them a few days. And so they just keep showing scenes of her in her apartment with this burlap bag just kneeling there. That's it. Silence. (laughs) Lights on. Just kneeling there waiting for a phone call. And this happens for days while she's just waiting patiently for this phone call. All right. This girl's got some dedication. Yeah. And finally it rings. And they go out. (laughs) Um, One of the places she supposedly worked at was this restaurant or bar whatever eatery type deal and so he goes to check on it it's boarded up so he kind of works his way in oh i'm sorry that's not that's not correct that's not what's boarded up he goes to the restaurant you can see that there's like dried blood under the door right and a neighbor walks by and he's just like hey do you remember a girl that used to work here and they're like no one's worked here for a while since the murders and he's just like uh, what the murders, murders whatever so that's a weird a weird little thing that he's like oh, all right whatever i'm not thinking anything of it and so then <laughs> oh, he goes to right. the ballet studio where she used to train <laughs> and that's the one he has to break into yeah and he breaks in and then there's just a guy at a piano just playing some basic chords at the piano dude turns he's in a wheelchair turns around creepy as shit mm. very pale like Looks like he hasn't eaten forever, but he's kind of a heavier set guy. And then you see that his feet are missing. And yeah, so. <sighs> Do they converse? Is he just A little like... bit. There's a little bit of back and forth. It's nothing super meaningful. Okay. You find out that the guy's just kind of lost it. His brain's kind of gone. Right. So he's none the wiser really to any of this stuff. He knows something's wrong, but he's still like. He wants to give it a shot. So he's going to propose. My timeline's way off on this thing, by the way. I'm all it, over the place. It's honestly been such a long time since I've seen it. But, but so he, they go on this vacation. Uh, his, his, his plan is to propose to her. He has decided, 
I want you to be my wife. Something's off about you, but yeah. <laughs> so they go to this beautiful like B and B and B Oceanside. Sure. Uh, and before they, he's talking about yeah, we're gonna go to dinner and we're gonna do this and that and like in his head he has it planned out of how we're gonna propose, and before he can even go out, they're just talking about dinner. She all of a sudden just starts undressing and gets in bed and basically like take me, oh. but. What she says to him this is... This all seems 100% normal. <laughs> I want you to see me and all of my flaws. Oh. And so what they do, they do this scene where they, they slowly... There's, I don't believe that there's actually any nudity in it. If there I is, it's very brief. Um, the sex is just kind of implied. But So there, there's a scene where she's under the sheets and everything's always like very white. Very, very clean white linens. And mm-hmm. she's always wearing like white suits and whatever. So she's under the sheets and they start pulling them up slowly from her toes up. And they get to her upper thigh where there's like a, some scarring. Mm. And you don't really know what's going on. They do their thing kind of under, you know, the cuts of, of film. Sure. And then there's a part where he wakes up and she's gone. And the front desk is calling. They're like, are you still staying even though your guest left? He's just like, what? <laughs> like, where did she go? Hmm. And so the, this is when he starts going down the rabbit hole of like finding out that there's more wrong with her. This is where he meets the, the old ballet instructor mm-hmm. who you find out the scarring was from when she was a tiny ballerina. If she messed up, the ballet instructor would take these hot pokers. And at first you think that she, it's like genital mutilation, but it's, it's just extreme upper thigh. And uh. he's like burning her and taunting mm-hmm. her and like, get it right or you're going to be tortured. Uh. There's a lot of like, just I know, a lot of horror with ballet mm-hmm. i've noticed Suspira. Just... Uh, I... <laughs> yes. yes yes i was thinking about that the whole time you're just talking about that but, but go <laughs> on but go on well so after all these things start to come to light he finally starts to realize like she's psychotic <laughs> and i think the scene is he goes to her house because there's a scene where he finds the burlap bag at her house yeah. and opens it and there's a guy and I forget, is he missing? His his tongue's cut out, his feet are missing, mm-hmm. and I think his hands are missing too. I think, I think it's just right at the wrists and ankles, hmm. and then his tongue's out. Okay. So he can't really make... Rich just, is just uh, like, sure. <laughs> right, sure. So then the, the main character goes home, and when he gets there, she's there. And she injects him or sprays him with something that knocks yeah. him out. Because when he comes to, he's paralyzed, but he can feel, she explains to him, you're going to feel everything. Oh, boy. You can't, you can't really do anything. Yeah. But you can feel everything. Oh, yeah. So then she has these, like, acupuncture needles that she starts with. Yeah. And she just starts putting them, like, in strategic places. Uh, his tongue because of the things that you say and in your eyes because it's the things that you've seen and it's a window to your soul. Uh, what did this guy do? He, he he just wanted a wife. Yeah, yeah. Well, but he, he, he he did lie to her. her. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I guess he did yeah. lie to her. Well, that that I did miss a big part here. He did lie because she asks him, "Will you love only me?" Mm. And he still loves his son, which mm-hmm. she takes as like that's right, not only right, right, me. Right. So you're lying to me. I'm not right. only yours. Hmm. So as she's torturing him with needles, uh, at one point. There's the bow, right? She takes the piano wire. Oh, oh that. Okay. 
Which is essentially right, like right, a bone right, saw. Right, right. Yeah, and she yeah. says, it will cut through skin and bone very easily. Oh, gosh. Wraps it around his foot, starts sawing it oh. off, and... Oh. Um, I keep missing all kinds of stuff. She cuts the ballet guy's head off prior to this with the piano wire, too. Right. Yeah, because she comes up, wraps it around his head, does that... Burp, burp, and then the head goes flying off oh. in typical, like, the fun Japanese kill style, you know? Oh, yeah, <laughs> Mm-hmm. Super fun. So mm-hmm. our main guy is getting his foot sawed off. Our main guy. <laughs> I wish I knew his name. <laughs> the guy I'm we're so following. Bad at that. The main character. He's getting his foot sawed off. Can't move. Is basically paralyzed, but can feel everything. And she's just kind of going to town. I'm, she's wearing uh like leather gloves that come up to your elbows. Okay. She has a mask on. She's wearing like a butcher's apron. Oh. She's down for business. So she, she's this Dexter. Is not, this is not her first time. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> it's very abundant, apparent that she's done this a lot. Mm. Mid-torture, the son comes home. Right, okay. Oh. And I then she, now. yeah, she like, the dad is like trying to warn him. If he sees the dad there and he's just like, can't tell him like, watch out, there's a psycho in the house. Sneaks up behind the boy. She has the spray that she tries to get him. He fights it off. And then they get into it to the point where he does, the boy does save the day, fights off the girl. Mm -hmm. They live. He's extremely maimed. Then he wakes up in the bed at the B&B with her next to him. You're right. I forgot about that. What? (laughs) So we don't know if he was just like, foreshadowing all of this stuff to happen if this is like it's going to happen sure or if it's just like be careful because she's a little bit crazy maybe man that's audition it's so i can't even remember the last time i saw it. it's been so long but it's insane i think i might be kind of pissed at the ending Mm. i don't know very new heart rich doesn't (laughs) like twist endings i found no i do no you didn't like us you didn't like hereditary you didn't like (sighs) witch (laughs) those all have twists he hates m night Shyamalan. (laughs) i i love m night Shyamalan. i think that's the that's the that's the thing i yeah i i don't know i almost i I maybe have the mind where I want, I want it kind of spelled out for me. Maybe you should have seen it first. I feel like you would have maybe. appreciated it mm-hmm. more. Yeah. Well, now based on this, I think I probably will try to see. Well, right. and you it can out. find it online. It, it's on iTunes. I've seen, I've seen it on there. So yeah, yeah. It's insane. My, I had a friend in high school, and I know he's listened to a few of our podcasts. So hey, Nate, if you're listening, what's up, Nate? He and I loved watching horror movies, and he showed me this movie, and I just remember just being super freaked out Mm. but like it's still one of the craziest best horror movies i've ever seen Mm. and we actually like he is who i used to watch all these horror these japanese horror films with like we saw which actually isn't um japanese it's thai shutter i think we watched that one together pulse which is amazing it's a japanese one um and i think those are the only ones we watch but there are more out there and we can get into those in a bit but um before we get into uh the second half of our podcast, let's talk real quickly about what else we're watching. (music) 
Now, let's take a quick break for our segment, Side Streaming, where we catch up on some of the other content we're watching on Netflix, Hulu, Prime, and more. All right, guys, what else are you watching? Uh, well, being time of year, I just saw this today. It has nothing to do with horror whatsoever, but I did see that they're going to show the uh, Peanuts holo- uh, uh, <laughs> uh, Halloween special the twice. Great the, the, the Great Pumpkin. The Great Pumpkin. pumpkin. They're going to show it twice this year, on, like on the 22nd and like the 27th nice. or something like that. So I don't nice. know. I always look forward to that. Even still, I look forward to that. So, so. you haven't started watching Breaking Bad yet. I have not started watching Breaking God Bad. damn it, Rich. No. Um, I, I'll give some, just only because we talked about it this this morning and uh and it's it is somewhat horror related uh the walking dead started again season 10 and first episode was just i I don't even know Mm -hmm. i just i just can't i will continue to i will watch it till the day that it ends i will watch all of the movies that rick is in and everything else because i like i like robert kirkman i like where it came from i don't ever want to know what the virus was or where why or i don't i already supposed to know we're supposed to find out no and i don't and kirkman has said he doesn't want to talk about that he doesn't he doesn't want to give it an origin story. I feel like we're past that point. Now. Totally, like, past doesn't that. even matter anymore. This, this, yeah, wasn't like season the end of season one. They blew up the CDC where they had that information. Well, he he said that there is no cure. He is no cure. Like we're all infected. So something like it's like an happened. innate thing. Yes, airborne, whatever it is. Yeah, that was a big reveal, and that happened in. Oh gosh, I can't remember what issue that comics that happened in. Anyway, it, it just it kind of all it, it all just kind of started going downhill for me after. after Negan killed Glenn in in the in the show so that had been what season seven I think was it I believe so seven or eight no maybe it was seven three three years ago yeah (laughs) whatever three years ago yeah three years ago which having a comic book background and reading comics and you know the Dark Knight Returns and and the Watchmen and and uh, you know other stuff like that that still that still ranks up as number one like the most shocking thing I've ever seen in a comic book ever when when Negan beats Glenn with with one of the most Lucille. shocking things I've ever seen on television that uh, was yes. awful uh, it was such a just because knowing the comic book thinking there is no way they're going to be able to pull this off and they a hundred percent pulled it off and not only with Abraham first. Thinking, okay, Abraham. so they traded Glenn for Abraham or whatever, and then he turns on Glenn. Well, yeah, you didn't think they were going to do it to Glenn because he had survived so many times. Yes. And then they revealed that it was Abraham, and you're mm-hmm. like, oh, thank God. And mm-hmm. then, nope. Nope. Mm-hmm. Abraham, he was so awesome when he, he, he was on his knees, and he kind of leaned up a little bit, and he, like, he, like he was going to take it. Like yeah. he was going to be the guy or whatever. And you're like, yes, that's, that's Abraham. I almost named my son Abraham oh, because gosh. of that. <laughs> He had I'm the, not even kidding. Yeah. Abraham had the best uh, one-liners ever. And yeah, the relationship between him and Eugene and Rosita was yeah. just yeah. amazing. Anyway, so that's that, that's that's the main thing I'm watching right now. I will watch Breaking Bad, I promise. God, you better. I will. You better. What are you right. watching, Joel? It's Halloween time. I've, uh, aside from, you know, re-watching these movies we talked about today, uh, I've watched 20... I've been on a zombie kick myself. <laughs> I've watched uh, 28 Days Later, 28 Weeks Later, uh, the remake of Dawn of the Dead, which I really love. It's one of my favorite. Mm-hmm. It's the I first time that. that... It's the first time that a horror movie became an action movie where it was like... Right. It's not about being scared. It's about survival, mm-hmm. which I always thought was fun. Right. Um, what else did I watch? Zombieland, which is just awesome, sure. and I'm excited mm-hmm. for the sequel. I'm so looking forward to Double Tap. So, it's so good. Oh, gosh. God, I'm so excited. <laughs> uh, and I have it on DVD, but I let somebody 
borrow it, and I've really been hankering watching The Lost Boys lately. Oh, I don't. I think it's a, a Corey Corey thing that I'm like feeling like I need some Corys in my life right, right. now. Uh, are, do you, are you sure you want to do that? <laughs> because it's one of those things where it. If you go back and watch it, you're going to. It, it may. You might get disappointed. Maybe I've seen it recently. I take it at face value. Okay. I, it's not scary. It's fun. I I love Jamie Gertz in that time okay. frame. All she right. was like the yeah. greatest thing ever. Mm. Uh, it's got Alec Winter in it. Alec Alex Winter mm-hmm. in it from Bill and Ted. Like yes. Kiefer's amazing in it. Mm-hmm. Yes. So yeah, it's got enough for me. Okay. All right. I, I tried to watch uh, the Dark Crystal. Oh, I, no. I can't. I can't. Age no. of Resistance. And that it, freaked me out. Oh, I, I just couldn't. I couldn't. I don't know. And I don't think I ever want to go back and watch The Dark Crystal again because it was so. I was 10 and it was like, that scared me. The Skeksis were scary. Yeah. Like the whole thing was just, it was it was scary. And then going back and watching it now, it was almost like, did you ever see uh, Team America, uh, World Police? <laughs> the, puppet, the, puppet. the puppets. Yeah. That's just kind of how I just had that in my head the whole time. You and know? It just. Something that is still, like, horrifying. Not the whole movie, but just that particular scene. Never-ending story. Yes. Classic. Oh, yeah. The fucking wolf. Yes. Is so... So scary. Scary. Yes. And you know it's not real. Especially when it starts talking. Like, you can tell it's a puppet. Oh, yeah. But it's so scary. So scary. So scary. I thought yep. even scarier was in the second one. Maybe it is the first one. The the snail rider guy. The like the yeah. fox here. I don't think it was the snail rider. It was his buddy, the fox, like flying fox yeah. here oh, guy, yeah. whatever. Yeah. That guy was creepy. They're all yeah. creepy. Yeah. What, what was the rock guy? These hands. <laughs> yes. And he like Big, ate, ate the boulders. Hands. He would eat the rocks. The rock. Oh, what was, was his name? I can't remember. He was his so name. great. He was so sweet. Mm. And then Falcor. Mm. So Falcor. great. Yeah. Such a great one. Yeah. I honestly haven't been watching any horror movies lately besides these, and I need to get on that. Um, but my husband doesn't like scary movies, and hmm. so it's like hard for me to watch them because whenever I want to watch one, he's like, I don't want to watch that because he's a big baby. Um, <laughs> subscribe. Does he listen to this? Is, <laughs> no. He does not subscribe to the podcast. No. I'll ask, like, right. did you listen to my podcast? He's like, oh, no. no. No, I didn't. I asked Jenny the same thing. Hey, did you hear the new beer podcast? No. <laughs> Thanks for being so supportive. He listens to like every other podcast. <laughs> I, I'm not even kidding. Um, no, I did watch most of Toy Story 4 the other day while I was uh, sick. Mm. I had the stomach flu the other day. That was fun. Um, also, I cannot listen to You've Got a Friend in Me anymore without crying mm. because I think of my kid. Oh. Um, got a little emotional just saying that right now. <laughs> um, I watch, okay, I, I've asked people about this before, and it's this is a show, honestly, I don't think it's for everybody. I have been watching the new season of Big Mouth. Love it. Okay, good. Halfway through. That show is insane. <laughs> I had to try to explain it to my wife the other day. because It's, it's hard to explain. There's, there's yeah, there, it's very like graphic sexually. And so there's there's sounds that when I'm watching it in my basement, my wife will be like, what are, what are you, you watching? watching? Like, mm. It's a cartoon about kids going through puberty, but it's for adults. It's kind of, she's like, whatever. That's really all you <laughs> need to know basement. about it is, and it's like so many like big names are in it. 
like the main names behind it, I'd say Nick Kroll and oh. John Mulaney. Hmm. Um, but like Maya Rudolph is in it. Fred Armisen is in it. Jenny Slate. Jason Manzukis. Yes, he is so Zook. good. Um, it's, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm about halfway through it too. I'm excited to get to the part with the Fab Five. Mm-hmm. So excited. Um, but I'm watching that. Um, also, like I've talked about on the show before, my like falling asleep show is rewatching um, either The Office or Parks and Rec. Right now it's Parks and Rec. Um, also going through Carnival Row, um, one of our, uh, um, compliance, our new compliance specialists, Aaron was telling me about it. I think it's going to be on one of our future episodes. It's on, uh, I think it's on prime and kind of weird. I haven't really gotten that far into it yet, but it's basically like, I can't really explain it. It's like folklore, but it's like, obviously like a race war type. Thing, but it's with like fairies and like fairy tale creatures. It's very interesting. Ooh. I'm kind of lost right now, but he told me it's hard to fall in the beginning. Okay. But, um, but yeah, just getting through Big Mouth right now. It's <laughs> rich. You got to watch it. Okay. All right. <laughs> it's on season three right All now. Right. It's, you, you just have to get past just the blatant sexuality of it. Yeah. In a cartoon? Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I'd be fine. It with is, that. Gr- especially season three. Like they have, completely oh. broken down all, right. all the barriers. Dude, that thing. <laughs> it's like a game show with like the, what is that from? Is that? Uh, it's the yodeler from Price is Right. Yeah, right, yeah. right. Oh. But it's, it's what you think it is. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> all right. Anyway, um, that uh. is uh, what else we're watching. Okay, let's get back into our review of Asian horror and all of the uh, American remakes that have spawned from it. Um, so I think, if I'm not mistaken, The Ring kind of spawned it, the all of the American remakes that came to be. I, I think The Ring kind of led the way there, yeah. And for as far as remakes go, I think that The Ring is a solid remake of, a, of any film. Um, I just watched Ringu the other day, and this is really the main thing I want to say about the two. If you just take the two scenes where Samara or Sadako, I think is her name in in the Japanese version, the two scenes, there's actually a YouTube video of it where it compares the two where she comes out of the TV and kills the guy, are so different. And in the Japanese version, well, I'll rewind in the american version it cuts between her coming out of the tv and killing noah and rachel's character like basically like an action car scene chase she's like trying to like quickly get to his studio in the japanese version it's just the same shot of him just you know in in his apartment and the tv turns on and it's the shot of the of the well and she's like you know, doing a weird walk and coming out. And this, the, the ghost in this one is so much creepier because she doesn't have any nails because, you know, she's you know trying to climb out of the well, all her oh. nails come off. Mm-hmm. And so like just the production value of like the makeup for the nails is super creepy. And in the American version, she's all like digitalized. She's like a hologram, which I think is kind of cheap. And you see so much of her face in the American version when she's just like a normal girl that it kind of ruins the reveal at the end. She just looks like a wet kid, you know, mm, like just like yeah. a dirty kid that's been playing in the mud or something. 
But in the Japanese version, you never see her full face. Mm -hmm. You just see the eye. Mm -hmm. And it's so creepy. And those two scenes, if you compare them, just kind of shows what American remakes do to these films. Like, I, I still think it's a solid remake. It's definitely more disturbing. Like I, like I said, the, the tape itself is way creepier. There's a lot more creepier scenes, but I think they rely more on jump scares. They rely on just like outright, this is scary, it's trying to scare you. But the Japanese version is much more just like the creep factor, the slow burn, like you were saying, Joel. And it's just... It's just more effective that way, mm-hmm. just like the idea of it, as opposed to just blatantly trying to scare you, like that mm-hmm. Hollywood, like creepy makeup, creepy effects, all the, you know, the fast paced jump scares and everything. Like the Japanese version is just, this is a videotape and this girl's going to come out of your TV and murder you just by looking at you. It, it almost feels like there was a dumbing down, maybe kind of, for yeah. on the Americanized yeah. version. Yeah. Maybe a little bit. The one scene that really bugged me from the Japanese to the American version is when she goes into the well Mm -hmm. in the American version, she falls into the well and it's this like vast cavern. Yeah. And like, then she, the body comes up and whatever just decomposes in, in the Japanese version, it's a three foot. Well, you're in this very tight Mm. space, which is creepy in itself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And when she picks up the body in that one, it doesn't decompose. The face literally comes off like the hair and the face just kind of, fall off mm-hmm. from the skull and then like the stuff oozes out mm-hmm. and it's just I thought that was way creepier in the mm-hmm. Japanese yeah but and it's way more realistic mm-hmm. though I mean, that that's... seems just kind of cheesy in itself mm-hmm. like it kind of it makes Samara feel like oh we should feel sorry mm-hmm. for her she was abused she was murdered mm-hmm. by her mom like oh. she was a mm-hmm. demon she didn't deserve to live mm-hmm. and then we find out kind of her origin later but you know maybe she just has autism and she wasn't understood back then maybe that's what it was maybe. who knows I think that's what it was about I think it totally was yeah so the mom was the villain Good. <laughs> sissy space damn her and bitch. Can, can we talk about why she looked like she lived in the 1800s why was she wearing that yeah. like like Laura Ingalls Wilder get up like what was going <laughs> With, on like, the, the dress booster and back yes and yeah. it was not supposed to be like mm. super far back in the past like this was it probably like took place in the late 70s yeah, yeah. Like, like why why mm. but and I will also say too like the face I think I think I heard somewhere that there's a theory that the reason why they look the way they do when they die is like that's what you would look like if you had drowned Mm-hmm. Like their faces are like their skin turns kind of green. Mm. Like I've never seen a drowned body, but mm. I mm. like all bloated and yeah, right, like maybe. and like the eyes rolled back. Like I don't really know, but hmm. I had heard that that's a theory that it looks like that's what it would look like if you had drowned, like sure. like Samara does in the well. Um, but the like their faces, like how creepy it is, and how like it's way too like too much special effects, I guess. Mm. But in the Japanese, it's just like this like scared frozen face mm-hmm. I feel like is a bit more, it's not as scary, but it's, it's less like, like, like just like I was saying, they rely less on the makeup and the effects and they just want to, you know, kind of make your spine, you know, Creep. send a shiver up your spine yeah, as yeah, opposed yeah. to just blatantly scaring you. How do they look? Cheap it's effects. too bad. It wasn't on camera. Like how did that, how was that? <laughs> One more time? that was really good. Do, it was accurate. Like the I can't scary. do it. Yeah. I wish you could see it. But there's something more scary about that because it isn't just kind of that, at least for me, it isn't that kind of made up sort of, whatever and maybe that's why the little boy scared me so much is because he just looked like a regular little yeah. boy 
but he was all pale and his and his eyes were sunken back and yeah uh, there's something just freaky about that just, like there was something real about that all it was was just white body paint basically and like that alone it mm, just yeah yeah scares you creepy yeah yeah so I, I thought this was interesting too because I did it on the grudge. I I I'd, I'd want to know about audition, um, but this was super interesting, and this is probably why it spawned so many remakes. So n- worldwide, the Ring remake, so the Ring, the United, the American version, mm-hmm. grossed two hundred forty nine million dollars. It had a forty eight million dollar production budget, so That's one insane. of the highest grossing at that time of all time uh, horror movies of all time. Wow. Adjusted for inflation, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Yes. That's crazy. Crazy. That's insane. But we'd never seen anything like this That's before. True. Like yeah. you had to, I didn't know, I, I watched The Grudge, and this was during back during my Comic-Con days when I would go, we'd go three times a year to Chicago, Philadelphia, Dallas, like to different conventions. And there was always like the anime guys, they were always there, and they were selling the bootlegs of Juan and and, and Ringu and... And so that's, I, I picked those up one time. I think I still have them. They're probably still in the basement somewhere. I'm scared to open up that box. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, and watch those. And if you go through and watch those, like they're all just like individual stories and it makes sense why like, the house didn't burn down because the curse did carry on and like the house, the house kind of housed the curse or the grudge. And so, yeah, mm-hmm. it, and each one of them had that kind of same sort of scary with the camera angles and stuff but in the end i mean she she always won you know the grudge yeah. always carried on yeah yep. a couple of the other films um that you probably have heard of that were originally some form of asian horror film so like i said pulse um which is about the the phone i think it's a cell phone like it's been a long time since I've seen that one. That one's scary. Shudder about the photographer keeps taking photos and seeing a girl, um, a ghost in them. Um, one Missed Call was actually a uh, originally Japanese film or an Asian mm. film. The Eye, the American version, has Jessica Alba. That was a mm. Chinese film. Oh. Dark Water. Mm-hmm. Um, Mirrors was originally Into the Mirror. And The Uninvited um, which mm-hmm. I can't think of the actress's names, but um, that was maybe like 10 years ago that came out, um, was originally Tale of Two Sisters, and that was actually Korean. Oh, hmm. I know a Tale of Two Sisters. Yeah. So uh, there's there's something about the way that the Japanese do horror that we just want to replicate, and we just can't. We no, try. Right. We try really hard. One of the can't. things I wanted to bring up about the audition, since it oh, is yeah. such a slow burn, one of the things that happens throughout the entire movie, and part of it's just because the Japanese language itself has such a cadence to it, mm-hmm. but it's a very, it always stays at like this one level. Like it's, it's, there's never yelling. There's never like any raising of your voice. It's always this one level and everything is very like da, 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 da. So there's always mm. this cadence to it that like just carries throughout the movie and it almost helps build the suspense of oh, it. Oh yeah. That's something you could not do in the English language no. with any movie. No. And it's it's crazy the way it happens. When you watch it you'll hmm. you'll see what I'm talking about. I need to rewatch it and Rich, you need to watch it. I and guess then we I need and then to. we need to talk about it okay. and see what you think. Um, well guys, thank you for, for sticking around for this one. Um, let's get into our review. I know it's, we can't really review all of them, but mm-hmm. let's just review the movies that we talked about. Okay. So I'm gonna review the ring on a five-star scale if i'm going with the american version because that's the one i know it's when i first saw i'm gonna give it 
based on the first time I saw it, not now because I've seen it so many times and it's kind of humorous to me now a little bit. I'm going to give it, ooh, a, th- a 3.5. Wow. I feel like that's low. But I expected more, but you did? okay. Well, you did? kind of. Maybe maybe know. a four. Maybe yeah. I'll give it a four. It's always the first one. You always have to go okay, with the first fine, one. Okay, fine, fine. 3.5 out of okay. five. Well. And my reasoning is it is it is still very scary. Um, It's got some great scenes. It's got some great scares, you know, that have been burned, literally, because, you know, burned. When they talk about, you know, the mm. images being burned in your mm-hmm. mind, like literally burned in my memory forever. I had nightmares about it, something I can never forget the first time I saw it. Um, it is a little dated. It isn't as scary as it was. Parts of it hold up, but I think it might just be from the time, like a videotape of VHS and getting a phone call. Like it can never be replicated in today's time, I don't think. Like if they try to do a remake now, it wouldn't be scary because this generation wouldn't really, I guess, get it. Like mm. what made it so scary? Mm-hmm. Yeah, unless you got a YouTube link and then you watch that and then it called your phone. But see, you called they, your iPhone. But they have movies like that. You ever see Unfriended? Yes. That oh, And yeah. I actually, the, the story itself was kind of eh, but how they did that movie was really cool. How it's all through a computer screen. All on the on the different windows. That was very cool. That, that was, was an interesting, very yes. unique. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, 3.5 out of 5. It's not mm-hmm. perfect, but I think it's still really good. And like I said in our last review, I'm very, very picky with my horror movies. So I feel, I, now I don't know. I feel like 3.5 isn't fair. I feel like I should give it a 4. <laughs> okay, if you want <laughs> gonna, to change. I'm going to give it a 4. All right. But... Yeah. We'll that, make this exception one time, I okay, guess, for you. This is my, this is my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I can change my rules. Tell me what to do. All right, Rich, what's your what's so, your review of The Grudge? So I want to understand the context because this is your podcast. I want to understand the context around, is this compared to other Japanese or Asian horror films? Is that, or just horror mm. films in general? I think for, for these episodes, not just of all time, just horror films. Of just horror films. Nothing scares me more than this movie. Really? Without a doubt. I mean, this is, if I, I mean, as close as I can get to five without being a homer and saying five, like 4.8, <laughs> right? I mean, nothing scares me more than the grudge. Nothing scares me more than the sound, the, the uh, sound, right? The, the little boy meowing, the girl coming down the stairs. So bad. Yeah, nothing scares me more, especially the way that the husband dies at the end where he's, where she's on top of him. He can't move. Like he's paralyzed, he can't move, and he his heart stops. He dies. He's he's scared to death. I, I think that's the as much as I think about okay ways that I don't want to die. Being scared to death would be the top. I think of not not wanting to die that way. I mean, is it just your heart stopping because you're so yes, scared? Because you're so scared, your heart stops. Oh yeah, that doesn't sound scares you to death. Yeah, scares Literally. you to death. Right. Literally. Yeah. Literally. So Literally. as close as I can get to five, that would be that'd be my my review. And yet you didn't like Hereditary. <sighs> Hereditary was so. It was just. Uh, it's Tony Collette. She was so great. But I, I didn't get the. There was a World War II battle in the middle of their house. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> it just. I. I, I like. Okay, I get it to That's a certain awesome. point. It was the. Uh, it was. It was sort of this weird ripoff of the Harrison Ford movie where he drowned his wife in the car. Do you remember this one? No. Um, what is this? Uh, I can't remember. 
he gets a wife. They move to this. They move to this house in the middle of nowhere, or whatever. And anyway, he find out that he drowns his wife in a in a Volkswagen Bug and pushes her into the lake or whatever. And then he goes to kill her. It, look it up. I can't remember. Okay. It seems like a weird ripoff of that first, and then there's a World War II battle in the middle of it, and then there's. Uh, the Wait, th- hold on. Are we talking about the same movie? Is this Hereditary? Was there a World War II battle? Oh no, no, no. Okay, I'm thinking. I'm thinking I thought I thought you meant like thinking a, of the like movie a, Pearl Harbor. No. <laughs> I thought you meant like a metaphorical no. World War II battle. No, 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 no. I okay. Hereditary is the one with the. Yeah, edit that. Cut this one for the yes. Which one am I thinking of? It's I don't the. Know. I it's don't know. the uh, the dude from the Omaha guy. Alexander that, Payne. Yes. What? The Alexander Payne movie, Javier Bardem. Uh, oh my God. No, not the same. That's the one I'm thinking of. Movie at all. Tony Collette, the, the, the cult. Yeah, yeah. I, I know which one you're talking about. I, I don't know what you're talking mm, about. Hang on, hang on. That is so funny, though. No, I'll find it. Yeah, I swear <laughs> it's Javier like Bardem. so off for a little bit. While you're looking that up, Joel, okay, what is your review of Audition? Uh, so for Audition... I can't. I can't give it a five. Okay. It's really good. It. It's not a jump scare horror. Like I said, it's a. It's a slow burn. It's a great story, and they do little things throughout to keep you like wanting that payoff. That being said, it's it's a great story, and it's a fun watch. I four plus. I mean, somewhere between a four and a four point five. So let's okay. call it a four point two five. Okay, if that's possible, four and a quarter. Sure, give it that. If you ask Braden, he would say that we're not committing to a full star. All right, four and a half. <laughs> it's it's a, it's a must watch. Okay. And the other thing is, it also kind of spawned like that torture porn genre mm-hmm. of like hostile, mm-hmm. yeah, human centipede, all that stuff. Nobody was really. I mean, there was some like faces of death type stuff prior to that. Sure. But this was like a the first one where it was like victim killing yeah for sure do you ever find it mother oh oh yeah no i actually haven't seen mother i refuse to watch it now that i have a kid there is a world war ii battle in the middle of the film that is that is ridiculous Mm -hmm. okay okay that's why hereditary i I know what you're talking about the yeah and the the satan and the the cult and so good the payoff in mother was Garbage. The path in Hereditary was garbage. I disagree. Oh, I disagree. Okay. I got to show you a scene from that movie that just like... Is it the World War II scene? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, thanks for listening to this one. Um, look out for our next two episodes this month that are, I would say, some of the best scary movies of all time. Definitely, definitely classics. Look out for those. Um, but until next time, guys, enjoy spooky season. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Atlas Now Streaming. Let us know in the comments what you're watching and if you think we should give it a review. Until next time, keep streaming.